Man, I am uh, I am exhausted today because usually when you work a job, when you work at a place, you don't think, uh, hey, I'm going to hang out after work. Not only hang out after work, but hang out so long after the work is done, after a work event is done, and still staying at the office. Uh, my buddy Emily, one of the co-hosts of this program in the Morning X is with me. Hi, Emily. What's up? Were you tired this morning? Yes. I'm uh, very tired. Here's the deal. We we had a 101X session last night, a special listener appreciation party. Uh, it was fun. Jack Daniels is our beverage sponsor, so indeed mm-hmm. it was fun. But man, And St. Arnold's Brewing, too. St. Arnold's yep. Brewing, uh, making this all possible, but we had... A couple of listeners that were invited up here. Uh, by the way, there's another one uh, this Friday, 10x.com, if you want to get it. I'll in. be hosting that one. Oh, cool. So go see Emily. Yeah. Uh, basically, what it is, is we take a band and they play like a stripped down three to four song performance and then they take pictures with you and it's very like intimate it's in our conference room that we've turned into a, a basically like a mini studio and the sound of that conference room is actually always really great surprisingly yeah. well also shout out to bill, bill our, our man yeah. running the audio who was pissed and why was he pissed because this new zealand rock band this trio of three badasses Come in with a full concert setup. I mean, yeah. two Marshall stacks, uh-huh. uh, racks of guitars. Yep, a full kit. Full drum full kit. We kit. usually don't do that. No. And man, they didn't play two, three, four songs. They played their entire EP <laughs> in order, which is called A Hero's Journey. The band's Capitol Theater, by the way, uh, so badass. And afterwards, um, we kind of did a little Q&A with the band, and then... Everyone just hung out. Yeah. We were eating pizzas. Kind of became we were, a little bit of a party. It did. I, the band usually gets on their bus and leaves, but instead, Capitol Theater, the 10X crew, a couple listeners were just walking around. I gave everyone a tour of the studio. Yeah. Uh, here's the coolest thing about it. Um, well, first and foremost, my little gel blaster, the little uh, guns. I yeah, gave, you're missing one, huh? I gave one of them to the drummer yeah. uh, because I'm like, hey, man, y'all are going to have fun with this because they're going on a whole United States tour. They're from just New to, Zealand, and, and so, like, they haven't ever been to Texas, I think they said. No, and they're driving, like, to North Carolina today, so it's super, super cool. Uh, we'll have video of all that up at 101x.com. But here's the best part about last night. Again, get off work. Hang out after work. Have this 101X session. It rocks. It's so loud. It's a lot of fun. Then we party with the band in the studio. Like, this felt like some old school radio. Uh, I get to talking to the drummer, like, a lot about just, like, traveling in, in New Zealand and, and Lord of the Rings, uh, which I'm a massive fan of. So is my fiance. And we're just talking about, like, COVID and then now travel opening up. And I'm like, yeah, man, uh, New Zealand's number three on my countries I want to visit list. Yeah. And he's like, oh, mate, um, I'm doing more Australian, but he's like, uh, oh. I, got a, <laughs> I got a summer house there in, uh, let me let me get your number and just give me a heads up. And if you ever visit, you'll see my summer house and it's right on the mountains. If you like Lord of the Rings, oh. you're going to love me summer house. And oh I was like, that gosh. rules. And, you know, I was thinking like, of course, he's going to do that for the radio guy. Yeah, it's, it's like a courtesy. he's trying to be nice, right? But then one of their, like, uh, American, I guess the, the manager of the band comes to me, like, at the end of it, I was joking about that. And he goes, oh, hey, he's serious about that. You got to take him up on his summer house offer. It's the most amazing place ever. So now, guess what, Emily? I got a summer house in New Zealand. Well. I am moving that up to my number one vacation destination. <laughs> I was going to go to Germany next year. Nope. Uh, baby, pack your bags. New Zealand we come because I have friends that are in a rock band. Can I say that? Can I call them my friends? My friends in a rock band. band. Don't you feel so cool? You feel this is this is how it feels to be on the radio, huh? Is this how it is? Kind of, sort of. You get summer houses in New Zealand now, and you get to tour around with cool hanging out with New Zealand rock bands. Man, I could I could listen to uh, them say because the lead singer between songs was telling us stories, and he's like, "Yeah, it's about a quest." Like I could just listen to him talk. Hero's journey. Yeah, I could listen to him. All day. New Zealand accent is my favorite accent. I think that's just my love of Flight of the Concords and Rise Darby. Anything that has to do with fantasy, I feel like it has that sort of an accent. Exactly. Well, there we go. I have a summer home in New Zealand now. Congratulations, uh, CJ. Website, 101X.com, to sign up for our future X sessions and party. When we say party with the 101X crew, don't have a drink. And it's a good thing.
Today is National Sober Day. Uh, so a shout out to all those out there getting sober, attempting to. I've made uh, slight offhanded jokes on air and in person. Make it no, uh, it's no surprise that I struggle with uh, alcoholism. Uh, it runs in my family, both sides. Grandma on one side, mom on the other, but it's something I've uh, worked with and struggled with my entire life. I joke with my therapist that I'm a professional drinker because I do still hold the keg stand record in Texas at two minutes and 21 te- seconds. No one's ever beat me. Point being, uh, alcohol is uh, its bad. It's a dangerous drug. And so today is National Sober Day, which encourages us to celebrate sober life and bring awareness to addiction. And again, addiction focuses on many different things. We can go uh, we can go pills. We can go blow. We can go whatever. Uh, even, you know, sometimes you can say marijuana is an addiction. But one of the things that's right in front of us, right in our face all the time happens to be alcohol. So if you have someone in your life that is struggling, uh, show support. Know that it is a disease. It is very difficult. And it is even frustrating to understand like, dude, you've messed everything up. Why can't you just quit drinking? Why can't you just quit drinking? It's more difficult to that. So if you have friends that are struggling or friends uh, that are sober, uh, be there with them. Encourage them and uh, take care of them. And if you're out at the Mohawk enjoying a show and your friend cracks open a Rambler instead of a uh, delicious uh, Carbock, um, you know what? You give them support for that, too. Say, hey, cool. Uh, that's awesome you're not drinking because I think too much in this culture uh, we have the whole happy hour mentality of chug, 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 drink more now. But uh, I think it's better that you support the friends that are trying to do this. So there you go. Happy National Sober Day. And if you're out there doing it, Keep it up. There are two big movies out, but I only chose to see one. And now it's time for Emily's Social Cues. Welcome to Social Cues. Most important part about the radio, what's happening on the internet? Yeah, um, well, okay, maybe I might have exaggerated a bit. So in my world of movies, which isn't incredibly extensive, but it's more artsy, there are two movies out in the theaters that I was really, really wanting to see, but I chose the other one, and I'm really glad that I did. Um, so Don't Worry Darling just came out. That's, That's the one we've been seeing nonstop memes about. Yes, the one with Harry Style, Styles, Olivia Wilde. Pine. And uh, Lawrence Pugh. Yes, yes, yes. The one with all of the drama. And then there is another movie. It's a horror movie, and it's called The Barbarian. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why I was struggling to figure out which one I wanted to watch is because I like to watch things that are good. (laughs) I don't have a lot. I know that sounds weird, but I don't have a lot of money. So You don't want to waste your time at a theater if it's something that you can watch at home for exactly, free. Exactly, where it's just like, oh, I'll wait until Netflix puts this out, and then and then I'll watch it a couple months later. So when I was deciding between the two, Don't Worry Darling was kind of the first one on my list because everybody had projected it to be a really good movie. Um, it's all the internet talked about last week. Yes, it's all the internet talked about last week, and even before that, it's, it's about, like, it's supposed to be a psychological thriller where where she's like waking up and like in this town that's very perfect and all this stuff. It looks like a great psychological thriller. It looks like a very beautiful uh, shot film. And then, of course, Harry Styles is in it. Like that's, you know, this is one of his very few acting roles. He even said it's a movie that really feels like a movie being in a movie. It feels like a movie. The one that you go to the big screen and you see. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, when it was released later... It seems that a lot of people don't agree that this is the kind of movie that you'd want to go see on the big screen because it has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, damn. That's bad. And I don't know if it's because there's a lot of Olivia Wilde haters out there or what. Or if it's just bad, but that's, that's pretty or low. Or if it's just bad. Um, so then I looked at the reviews for Barbarian, and let me check what it is at right now. Barbarian, which is a horror movie, notoriously known for not having good reviews, 93%. So you chose wisely. I chose wisely. I chose to go see The Barbarian. I absolutely loved it. And here's the thing, CJ. I would love to have this discussion with you about this movie, but you have to promise me one thing. What? I won't spoil it? You... I won't go read with the Wikipedia. You better not. And you better not end this whole segment with, oh, I, oh, guess what? I read it. <laughs> I haven't. I okay. did it. I purposely... 
because I know it makes you and Spencer yes. very mad if I read Wikipedia to see how things end. Yes. I have not. I purposely avoided it, so I wouldn't know. Okay, good. Um, so, basically, this is the type of movie that they perfectly made the trailer for. The trailer says nothing about the actual movie. Oh, I hate that. No, it's amazing but because I get, no, nothing you know is spoiled. What, you don't ruin and, and all the good b- parts. That's kind sure. of a spoiler even saying that the trailer has nothing to do with the actual movie. But with the t- 93% of Rotten Tomatoes, I figured that there was going to be something more. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. So she's trying to get into her Airbnb. Okay. And yeah. some man answers This the is door. 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am we supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. So, yeah. So then she proceeds to go inside and the whole trailer makes it seem like at first that this is going to be like some little kind of romance turned into like a creepy, creepy man who actually wasn't supposed to be in this Airbnb. And that's not at all what the movie is about. That's Man, probably twenty percent of it because you see that and you're like, why is it called the Barbarian? Like, what does that have to do with anything? And um, the lead actor is uh, oh Bill Skarsgård, who I love. Hey, I'm in love with Bill. I Skarsgård. was about to talk about the Northman. Yes, another. Yeah, yeah Skarsgård. I, I love his creepy little face. I just want to like squeeze it and be like, oh, you're so scary, but I want to kiss you. <laughs> I don't know, his eye sockets. It's, it's know, something it's, it's, something with the eye sockets. He's just like my dog, Mr. President. He's <laughs> ugly but handsome. He does kind of look handsome. like Mr. President. Right? Oh, that's funny. All right, so there you go. Uh, yeah. Barbarian Do not, recommended. Literally, my recommendation, if you enjoy horror movies, this is genuinely scary, so come prepared Ooh. for that. Don't look up anything about uh, okay. it. Do not look up anything about it. Okay, CJ? Okay, okay. I might, maybe not. You no better promises. not. You better not. New slang is not just a shins song. Matt Bearden's here for the parent pickup. Uh, one of the greatest shin songs, Absolutely. in my humble opinion. But new slang has been, um, well, it's been entered into the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. They do it once a year. And I thought, for parent pickup, some of us parents might like to know what's the new hip lingo that's been entered into the dictionary. Yeah, we've used chuggy, mid, no cap so far from TikTok on this show, but is all that is all that chuggy now? Yeah, well, all of that is chuggy and more. Remember, in order to get into the Webster's dictionary, you usually have to have been around a while. So this is going to be all slang that we kind of know that kids probably aren't going to use anymore. No. One of them, yeet. That's made it into the dictionary. Oh, man, Yeet was dumb and fun. It was dumb and fun, right? Yeeted this all over you. Yeah, yeah, throw, especially with force and without regard for the thing being thrown. It was uh, Yeet, and it is officially in the dictionary. Uh, It's not next to, but it has been joining with Janky. Okay, that's a a good one. Sus. That's a little more recent. Sus seems pretty new. Yeah, I mean, Sus, do you remember where it kind of originated? Uh, no. It was a video game. No clue. Oh, with the little tiny, like, minion little guys that walked around. You were in space. You had to figure out which person was the murderer. N- dude, I have no idea. We. This is why we need Spencer and Emily around more. Okay. Luke? Like, lukewarm? No, like as in, like, nice Luke. L-E-W-K. Look. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that. Like, hey, sweet, Luke. sweet spring Luke. Luke's. Uh, guess what else is finally, and I'm kind of shocked. I thought this was in, was in a long time ago, but Pwn has finally made oh, it to Pwn's the dictionary. Oh, Pwn's a great one. Pwn yeah. and some noobs. Hey, what kind of what kind of horse does a noob ride? A pony. A peony. <laughs> Pwn was one of my favorites just because it was, a lot of times friends and I would use these, uh, like as we still do on the show, kind of ironically. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it, and for what it's worth, the abbreviations have been added, right? Cringe. Something so embarrassing and awkward as to cause one to cringe, cringe and cringeworthy. That's in there. Baller has made it. Uh, and then this one I'm kind of excited about because this one it goes way, way, way back. It's kind of always been used, though. But what's funny is when I brought it up, my daughter said it the other day, but she had no idea where it came from. But she said, okay. oh, you would have to MacGyver that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you know what that is even, you know? And she's like, I don't know. MacGyver means that you, like, 
halfway make it or you just try to make it up out of your head. Out of what and you I have was like, around you. Well, yeah, I was like, but do you know where that came from? She's like, no, I, I have no idea. I just, I know that MacGyvering is how you kind of like create something without rules or something, I think she said. And I was like, no, it it came from a really bad show, which I think wasn't MacGyver around in like the 80s or 90s. Late I've never se- seen late it. Late 70s, but- early 80s. And I don't think MacGyver was that bad. I've never I was seen a kid, it. I don't but know. Essentially, yes, he would always get stuck in some dangerous situation and then would use the cliches or like a rubber band, a straw, and a, and a paper clip to make a bomb and get his way out of something. Sounds kind of cool. I mean, dude, as a, as a young kid, MacGyver was cool. All right, all right. Well, anyway, congratulations to those. I wish I could help moms and dads out there with today's hip lingo, but if I use it, it immediately makes it uncool, uncool and it would disappear from the planet. The face. Wait. The mustache. The Boston. CJ Morgan. How to avoid the FOMO. Welcome to Group Therapy. Matt Bearden, Emily here today. Each of us, perhaps, I want to theorize, might have some sort of FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Emily, for you, it comes uh, with saving money. Oh, God. Um, But it sucks when your friends are all at a concert and you're not. Um, Matt, with you, it might just be having kids, uh, having a wife, having responsibilities so you can't go sit at the bar with Spencer and CJ and and drink all night long or whatever. I I think that I've reached a point in my life where the FOMO's gone, man. No more FOMO? No more yeah, FOMO. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a time in the huh. last, like, two years where I, I got the bite. Oh, I'll tell huh. you, I'm about to get it because for the first time in years, we might not do a whole lot of activities for a certain outdoor music festival soon and i know once i start seeing friends are there i'm gonna start getting bummed out but uh the fomo for me usually comes with drinking alcohol i really am trying not to drink as much and it sucks when i have friends that are like hey we're going to blah 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 or hey dude are you coming to the mohawk for of montreal or hey dude uh we're going over to john's house to drink and watch the fc game and i gotta say no and then i'm like well crap now i'm just sitting at home alone the FOMO, the fear of missing out. It's mm-hmm. real. It, it is. And for me, I'm having an issue because here I am, 24, you know, having the salary of a 24-year-old right out of college, which isn't that much. And I'm trying to live in the cool city of Austin. Right, which is tough. But with then friends also, doing cool with stuff. With friends doing cool stuff. But in then radio also, too. in the back of my mind, being like, well, I don't have a savings. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh, so yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's like trying to figure out the fine line between going out and because everybody's like, oh, you need to experience your 20s. Like, you need to make sure you do all that. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I can't afford a car. Like, if my car broke down today, I could not buy a new car. And your car is on the verge, always of breaking down. Oh, God. It, it really is. And there's there are such weird things. I mean, we mentioned the concerts is the obvious. Uh, sporting events is one for me. But then yeah. also, back in the day when I was closer to your age, there was nothing more fun than getting up on a Sunday, going to, like, Haymaker, getting day drunk, watching sports all day long, eating food, and yeah. then at, like, 8 o'clock going home and you're done for the night. But... You spent eighty to a hundred dollars for no for on a Sunday morning when you should have just been at home. Yeah, it's it's the little things. But damn, of, we are such a brunch town. Oh, we oh my god, we are, and and it is the little things. It's like if I want to go over to a friend's house and watch a movie, it's like okay, well, eventually we're going to get hungry. Are we going to go out to eat, or am I going to be the lame one that brings my food? Right, right, right. And then right. it's like, and okay. it's weird a, to bring your own and, food and to not, a party, yeah, essentially. Not share. Yeah. And, like, not share, so it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then or I need you to feel make like you enough bring, food for everybody. If you, and, and if you feel like they're hosting, you're like, well, i got to get a bottle of wine or yes. a bottle of liquor. Like, i got to bring something. You have to bring something. And then it's, it's not only that, but now it's like, okay, I live on the north side of town. They live all the way in the south side. Now i got to, you know, pay oh. for gas. Once you're our age, you don't cross the river. You <laughs> learn that. Like, you just and then, that. And then the you river, cut off all those friends. The river slowly becomes 15th Street, <laughs> and then that slowly becomes like 38th and a half street. Yeah. Just, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the South and North Austin are two different cities. Well, that's also just never going to go away. You're always going to have friends that have more, and you're going to have friends that mm-hmm. have less. I'm at an age where some of my friends, I mean, are like, hey, we've got a buddy and we're all flying to uh, Scotland to tour some places where they make great scotch. Ooh. You should come with us. 
I'm like, and you're like, what? And you're yeah. like, no, dude. I'm like, that is not how okay. my life operates. You know, also sometimes people are confused. They think radio has some kind of public presence, so therefore everyone makes a million dollars in radio and no. doesn't or realize gets free stuff. Yeah, and no. they, yeah, that doesn't happen for our generation or even the one right before us. I think it was a bit of a crusher early on, but. Then you also just, I don't know. I don't know what's happened in the last few years, but I rarely, I mean, I am really am sitting here, this sounds like a, a humble brag, and it's not. I'm trying to think of, like what I'm trying to do is maybe give you hope, because I yeah, think yeah. at some point <laughs> it kind of yeah. fizzles out. Let's maybe. think of it for a second. Okay. Let's come back on group therapy and uh, brainstorm ways to miss FOMO. I've got one easy idea, uh, thanks to threatening a senator. We'll be right back with more group therapy on the C.J. Morgan Show. Welcome, everyone. It's Group Therapy. Emily, Matt Bearden, myself, CJ Morgan, all here discussing a problem that uh, happens when you live in a fun city, when you work in radio. It's FOMO, the fear of missing out. Uh, And it's so prevalent, and there are so many different reasons. Money, I can't afford to go to this brunch. I can't afford to buy three-day passes. Or as Matt was saying, I can't afford to go tour (laughs) Scotland with you guys for the weekend. (laughs) Right. But um, how do we how do we avoid FOMO? Well, first of all, I think some FOMO used to keep, actually keep me even from doing anything because did you ever have that thing where you panicked like which of the three things should I do tonight and you oh, shut yeah. down and yeah. you would and shut you're like, down. I just won't go to any of them. I would not leave the house as a result, and then I'd miss all of them. Then a great thing happened, which was at the very beginnings of Instagram, mm-hmm. everybody posted what they did the night before, and I had just started in radio, so I couldn't really go out. I had to be up at four in the morning. Yeah, but they used to post chronologically. And you could see what everybody did, and it's kind of like you absorbed. And then, but I wasn't hungover, I wasn't dog ass tired. Yeah, I didn't smell like cigarettes, and I wasn't broke. And it was kind of like, oh, I saw everything. All my friends last night, I saw what they did. I feel fine. Then Instagram went and messed up the timeline, mm-hmm. and it started getting tricky for me again. I don't know though what the. I wish there was some kind of like Dumbo feather you could hand somebody. That's and my Dumbo one. Just went away because my my kids are just. My daughter is in middle school, and she's just starting the element of. The very beginnings of FOMO and how crushing it can be. And what's interesting, because you brought up social media and how that did the opposite for you. I think for our generation, because we've grown up in social media times, being where you brag, for us, it's like if you don't have anything to brag about... Then you look at everybody else on social media and doing anything, and you get even more. You get FOMO. jealous. Our, yes. our coworker Bob, the Bob Father Fonseca, talks about this, and I, I feel the same way. And it can be things like working in radio and doing the things we do. It can be like, oh, my friends were at of Montreal at the Mohawk, and they got to go backstage. Oh man, my friends were at the comedy show, and Anthony Jeselnik showed up. Or oh man, my friends were at the Austin FC match, and they they got pulled onto the field. And it's like those right, kind of but, FOMOs. And it's like. But, but, if I had been there with them, I would have had this thing, too. In all those situations, though, how often have you posted something and you know the reality of the situation and you know what you posted? Correct. That's we true. got to go backstage for Future Islands up into the rafters to watch that show during ACL. It was fun for a song or two. It was also extremely hot that day. It was very shaky. The sound <laughs> was kind of weird. So it was fun to do, but it was not a life-changing moment for me at all. But no. I know we posted some photos to the gram because we're like, hey, look at us up in the rafters. But you know the reality. And I think a big part of it is leaning into you know what you do. Mm-hmm. You know everyone's putting on their best face. Yeah. And uh, maybe be real is going to be the thing that helps solve that for a lot of us where we go, oh, there really is a ton it of downtime nice. for all yeah. of us. Yeah. Also, just every time you wake up. You put on a little bit of makeup. And say a little prayer for me. Yeah. Uh, but also, when you don't, when you have a little bit of money in the bank, because mm-hmm. you didn't go out the night before. <sighs> yeah. And it feels better. you don't feel hungover, because yeah. you didn't go out the night before. <sighs> I know, I know. Learn how to get in the habit of looking yourself in the mirror while you brush your teeth and go, all right, this feels pretty good right now. Or start a piggy mm-hmm. bank. You said no savings. If you know how much you spend on a night when you go out, oh. I would put like a 20 in a jar. Of course, I would spend it later the next night. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I got an extra 20. Uh, that's one thing. Like if you can physically see the manif- manifestation of money that you have somewhere. Yeah. My next thing is I just want to hit on again, social media. When I got sick during South by and my birthday and I mm-hmm. had COVID, I noticed I was spiraling. <laughs> you went into a melt. I, I was spiraling yeah. fast, and then I stopped looking at it. And then that Friday, that Saturday, that Sunday, 
I did not care about what happened at South by what shows my friends saw because I know it would have been a suck. It would have been a slag. I, yes, I, and then yes. Monday I woke up yes. and I'm like, oh, I'm over feeling sick. I know. It's sunny it outside. Oh. You know what? I think there's a genius in your idea of create a jar and every time you every time you feel FOMO and you're not with friends, but you know, guess how much you're saving and put that in a jar because very quickly – that is going to be a flex night for you. Yeah, that is, that gonna is going to be a, a lot of cocaine at the Yellow Jacket well, for brunch. <laughs> you say that, but it could be a night where you end up at Uchiko. You get to take all those pictures of the food, oh. and it doesn't hurt that much because you've saved up that 250 bucks over a period of a month by That's not true. going out. So and now like you get to, to have yep. your now you get to inflict FOMO on others. Yep. And real, <laughs> that's the real that's reason. That's the real yes, reason. Yes. Inflict the FOMO. Yes. Thank you. That's our time. Group therapy. I don't know how healthy that was, though. You're looking at an official member of the Austin Press Media. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that. I'm a nerd. That's right, Emily. It's time to nerd out over sports, and I am very excited and very nervous uh, because I, CJ Morgan, am attending an Austin FC match tonight, which I've done many times this year. What? But I'm doing it as an official member of the press. Okay. So I'm going to no work. No wonder you're wearing your cute little shirt today. My Austin FC. Yeah. It's not a cute little shirt. It's Sorry. a Warriors Sorry. battle Sorry. garment. Your battle garment. It's uh, and in <laughs> soccer they're called kits. Um, oh, anyhow, really? I actually didn't first know that. time ever, ever, ever being in a press box. Um, I do you know a sports show with our uh, fellow coworker Jason Dick mm-hmm. uh, in, in the afternoon, or I'm sorry, eleven to one, uh, middle of the day. On almost sports, ESPN Radio, but uh, there was a joke about like, I don't know, are we going to get press credentials? Are we going to be real? Is this what? Yeah. I went through the chain of command. I got an email that said apply here. I applied, and you made it. I huh? got in, uh, huh. but I was already going to the game, the match. But now I have to work. Uh, Wait, and- so you. I, I have to, it's not... You, oh, okay, so you go and you work at the match. I, I have to work, yes, yeah, so... Uh, like here's, on the mic? Here's, I don't know exactly, here's kind of okay. th- what I understand so far. First and foremost, my cute shirt, as you said. Yes. Uh, my Austin FC kit, uh, I'm not allowed to wear it. What? I can't wear it, because I, oh. I guess you have to be neutral and objective, so I have oh, to... Oh, that's going to be hard for you. I know, uh, that's the other thing. Number two, you can't cheer for the team. You're in the press lounge with other media people. So you just sit there quietly when there's a goal? I guess. Or I can don't you know. like cheer for both teams? Like if it's neutral, yeah, I right? Don't know. <laughs> uh so that's kind of uh different and weird. Okay. Um it is cool because like I'm that. I'm going to cover the event, to write yeah. a blog about it, to get I got a little microphone here to to afterwards they take you to the locker room or press <gasps> conference. And then you get to interview You get the... to interview players, oh, you get to talk to the coach. So oh it does God. have a lot of fun things, but I'm super, super nervous because I've never done this sort of thing before. Also, yeah. what do I do when I get nervous and anxious about being in public? Mm, I know what you do. I drink. Mm-hmm. I get to drinking. And you're going to be around all the fancy suit and tie people. Exactly. And you, you also, can't do that. You know what? No alcohol in the press lounge. No drinking. That's probably drinking. for the best. Um, I completely agree. Uh, in fact, you're not even... We, I, from what I understand, there's no like going out into the stadium. Like you're uh-huh. in the guts of the building in a special area, and, and and again, like I know I'm there to do a job, but I'm just nervous because I'm like, I'm, I'm I have a sports radio show on ESPN, yeah. but these other guys, they're real sports guys. <laughs> they really know what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, I think you're gonna do a great job, though. I think you're gonna stick out, but in a good way. Because you're going to be the fun one. Everybody else might be all buttoned up, all like typical Let's press. hope. Uh, last time I covered a sporting event um, was UFC back in 2013 in Las Vegas. And what? I was not invited cool. back. Oh. Well, I mean, I came. It was my first time in Vegas. I had a wild redhead 21-year-old girlfriend that I brought uh, with me. Okay. Uh, it, was, it, it was a whole thing. Yeah, um, and it, the, other, the other sports guys were like, you know, they party, they drink, but they were very much just like, who's yeah, this I, st- I have to go up, go get up tomorrow morning do, and do, do this interview do and blah, blah, blah. Stuff. And I'm like, Woo! Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited. It will be fun. Luckily, uh, from uh, the striker.com earlier today, we interviewed uh, Chris Bills, who covers, and we kind of mm-hmm. had him give me some tips. And so he'll be there. Cool. So at least the good thing is, is I have a buddy 
kind of, sort of, hopefully. But do you think there's like any hazing? Do you think um, they're going to be like, yeah, they're going to be like, I mean, hey, they're going to give you the side eye for empty sure. The, empty the water out of the coffee machine <laughs> or go get us a bag of steam from next door. No, no, no. But but do you need to like practice an interaction? Like if, if you were to meet some fancy press person, like is there anybody like, OK, just imagine. I use f- this voice. I got to use this voice. This That's- is a press voice. <laughs> That's what you would use the entire time. It's also some, I guess, yeah, it sounds sportsy better than my it, it, it dumb voice. Yeah. Also, my tattoos and beard, do I cover that up? No, why okay. would you cover that? I I'm don't telling know. you, you're the cool, edgy one. That's what they I, need. They I always guess, need I mean, the cool, edgy listen, one. Listen, saying I work for ESPN That's is cool. That's some sick. baller cred. Yeah. But it's in a, our show's called Almost Sports. It's Jason and I, and it's very. Well, you don't. You can leave that part out. Okay. You okay. just use the ESPN part, and you go, "Yeah, I work for an ES. I work for ESPN on a radio station." You know what like, we should oh, do? That's so cool. I should have an earpiece and like you and Ooh. Jason monitor and just impractical jokers me oh. the whole time. <laughs> no, 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 no I'd never assist. be invited back. All right, Listos Verde, excited uh, for Austin FC later tonight. Yeah, Nervous, if you see excited. CJ, don't say hi because he's undercover as part of the press, as a real person. Yes. Making your drive home a little weirder. CJ Morgan on 101X. I had the most wholesome picnic the other day. Emily, you did. I'm so jealous. It's the leftovers. Whatever Emily doesn't talk about on the morning X, she brings right here to us. Uh, That looked gorgeous. That looked like a, a Disney movie yeah, listen Picnic up here. Thing. I'm patting myself on the back right now. You're because, a good friend. Heck yeah. Uh, some background on me. I Before I did radio, I actually did a lot of events. Event planning no is way. my specialty. Oh, I guess that kind of makes sense because you started here in promotions yeah, and marketing. Yeah, and I, and I always thought that that's what I was going to do. I love event planning. I love being social. I love doing all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you knocked it out of the park for my 40th birthday. Oh, I forgot about that one. I did too. I had COVID. <laughs> Not good. Um, so your friend's getting married and mm-hmm. it do, they're doing like an elope kind of thing. Yeah, she's she's eloping. They're both moving to Florida. Um, and so we she and she's not really like a big, she's really shy. So she's not really a big like me. make it all about me kind of person. But we wanted to throw something for her before she moved to Florida. And we, I just thought about it and I was like, well, why don't we throw her one of those really cute aesthetic Pinterest picnics, and, I, and we talked about it on here too. I, I think we, we did point, right? um, we brought it up. because you were looking for. Uh, we talked about it off air too. You were looking for a good park yeah, because Zilker that's what had it was. something going on. They yes, always do. Yes. Uh, Auditorium Shores is cool. Uh-huh. Uh, Gus Fruth, uh, Fiesta Gardens, like there's a lot of good scenic places to yes. have it. Uh, but there's also a lot of dog do in those places. And you mm-hmm. chose what I think is probably there's a hill in Austin next to the Palmer Event Center where you can see. The entire cityscape. It's just gorgeous. And I think that's what you chose, right? No, that's not what I said. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I, I actually chose, um, oh gosh, it was one of those that was on the list. The one where they do the 4th of July fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Auditorium Shores. Yes. That's it. Auditorium Shores. But that's no longer off-leash park, right? It's across Riverside that's off-leash. So they you're not have... sitting in dog dude. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, and, and I didn't see any dogs. They actually have a dog park more to the side, and then they have like a normal little park area that people sit in, but it typically isn't that crowded. So when Zilker fell through, I thought, well, let's go there since she's moving out of Austin. She's an Austinite. I know she's going to miss it. This will be fun. It's because the park of the city. It'll yeah. be right next to all the buildings, and it'll be cute and whatever. So me and my friend Bella, we planned this whole thing um, a couple of weeks before we set up a trial run of the picnic in my living room, which <laughs> oh was God. cute, That's, but it also was hey, a lot of work. Proper preparedness. Yep. And so once we got there, we got there a little early and we're this is like me and my big group of friends and uh, a lot of them are guys too, but the guys were not invited because this is our little girly cottage core picnic, but they were so yes. kind. Spencer and I are really working on some invites. No, uh, I'm not getting them from you. I That's know. Okay. Sorry. Maybe next time. The next time this happens. But the, the I am a bearded, creepy, smelly man and I'm 20 years older than you, Emily. That's... That's probably okay that well, I'm not invited to hang out with you. Well, and your we were friends. we sat next to the dog park for a reason, so you can go hang go out. Go do over my there. CJ yeah, stuff. Go do all right, CJ so stuff. you get all kinds of charcuterie and stuff. Yep, I noticed that you bought like these really gorgeous looking white sheets yeah. and made like a whole thing. Yeah, we we did. We put all these white sheets down. We put a we, everybody. We didn't ask for any sort of presents. It was just like, hey, bring food. 
So everybody brought a different food. My friend made a really cute cake called a hummingbird cake. And we sat down. We were waiting for her. And then somebody brought her in and covered her eyes. And then she showed up. And she's like, whoa. But what was amazing. It was overwhelming. Yeah, give me. I want a, I want a highlight and yes. a low light. There's oh. got to be something that was bad. No. Did that you was no, 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 no. That Not was, even bees? No, no bees. No bees. The, every okay, so single the thing, thing that was great about this, everything that could have happened that was great happened. Number one, we show up, a photographer comes up to us, and he hands me his phone, and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm a photographer. I'm deaf. Can I take a couple of free photos for you guys? And I said, hey, this is actually a party. And he goes, okay, if you're going to pay me like 25 bucks, I'll take photos of your party for you. So we had a professional photographer who took all of our photos. And the other thing is, you know, he's deaf, but I actually know sign language. Emily, you're so, an onion. I am. And and so I ended up being mean? able to That's I, a rude. I flipped her off you, for those you of you out there. Me off. Uh so I ended up being able to just communicate uh with the photographer, which was crazy. I was like, "Yes, college does come in handy." So that was the first thing. We got these beautiful pictures. Shout out to Bright Photography 21 on Instagram. And then um we get there and the and the sun starts setting and you know how we're obsessed with B-reel, right? Yeah. Our B-reel went off. All went off at that exactly time. Exactly oh, during that is, the sunset of yeah, the B, picnic. B-reel is a social media app where you got to take a picture uh, right away. So you did it perfect. Yes. And I'm, yes. I'm it, jealous because, yeah, everything was perfect. You know what I did amazing. for our coworker Spencer's birthday? What? I, I set up a one balloon balloon drop and ordered Domino's pizza. <laughs> yeah, but Spencer loved it. And that's the point is you just have to know plan your audience, these things. Know your friend. Exactly. For whoever you're, you're showing off to. Jugging is on the rise in Austin. That's right. You got to be careful. Keep your head on a swivel if you don't want to get jugged. What is jugging? What is a jugging incident? I just found out myself. I actually clicked on this article at KXAN.com because I thought it said, well, read, suspect in central Austin juggling incident arrested. And I said, a juggling incident? Someone going to jail? What is this? But no, uh, actually, they're searching for two suspects in a jugging incident that occurred last week and just arrested one suspect that uh, in a jugging incident that happened Monday afternoon in central Austin, broad daylight. Uh, so what is jugging? What exactly is this new crime? Nothing new. Pretty, pretty clever and uh, dangerous, too. Essentially, if you go to an ATM or a check cashing place, there's going to be someone watching you, someone in a car or something like that. Uh, they then either call a buddy or they follow you. Wait till you get to, I mean, your car in the parking lot. They wait till you get to your apartment, get to your home. They wait till you come to a stop in a place where they can then quickly uh, jump out, either gun, knife, point, whatever. But uh, essentially they rob you and they look for people taking out large sums of cash, uh, people, uh, you know, catching their, their paychecks, which every Friday... The gas station I go to, uh, there's always a giant line of people cashing their paychecks for the week. That's a lot of money, and it's a, a very easy way to get robbed. So keep your head on a swivel. Be very aware of your surroundings. Um, they say not to try to take out too much cash uh, whenever you're doing these kind of things, but obviously we know that's not always possible. Some tips from APD to avoid uh, being jugged, to not be a victim of jugging. Uh, take note of anyone that's hanging around the lobby of a bank, parking lot, etc. Uh, that doesn't appear to be doing anything. Just keep an eye on you. Don't be distracted while at the financial institution, phone, earbuds, wherever. Uh, notice any vehicles that follow you out of the parking lot and then keep making sure you're not being followed before you leave the counter receiving your cash. Uh, secure it in a different bag. Get to your vehicle quick. Lock your doors immediately. Do not leave large amounts of money inside your car. If you think you're being followed, call 911. Drive to the nearest police station, fire, EMS. Just don't go to some lonely, dark place. And, of course, uh, speak with security at the bank, check cashing place, whatever, to see if uh, they can assist you with large sums of money, you know, basically walk you to your car. So there you go. Avoid jugging. It's on the rise in Austin. We don't want it to happen to you. Get your dad a date.
Welcome to People Behaving Badly, where we determine who in what situation is behaving badly and why, and I will be the one casting the verdict. But you know what? Sometimes it's nice to do something sweet. There's so much boring, angry, fighty news on the internet. I mean, we have the Karens yelling at kids in a restaurant, the Giga Chads just being jerks, and of course, with the return of football season, Fans fighting, but no, we're not going to do that on people behaving badly today. We're going to take you to a heartwarming story, a TikTok video that's gone viral because this single dad, hey, he just wants to try to find a date to take his daughter and her friend to an amusement park with him. It's sweet. It's heartwarming. It's touching. The internet absolutely loves it. And I'll discuss why I have some thoughts about it after this. I'm currently looking for a plus one to accompany my 15-year-old daughter, her friend, and myself to Kings Island. I am a single, divorced, 44-year-old from Ohio, and I'm looking for a single woman, preferably at least 34 years old, that enjoys roller coasters. Don't let the gray hairs in the beard fool you. I do also have the dad bod to go with it. This also comes with a fast lane plus pass so we can skip the roller coaster lines all day long. That sounds like a fun date. Listen to that dad. First and foremost, uh, he got a fast pass. No waiting in line. Who doesn't love roller coasters? Everyone does. Waiting in line? Hell no. That sucks. That's boring. And man, he's got the jokes, the gray hair, the dad bod. Okay, sounds sweet. Sounds adorable. No wonder it's going viral on TikTok. But again, this is uh, the segment called People Behaving Badly. Who is behaving badly? This guy, this single dad, you don't use your kids, especially teenage daughter, uh, to find a hookup date. And you don't introduce your kids to a stranger in that situation. That's bizarre. That's weird. That's creepy. Only a dangerous, weird, crazy woman's going to answer a date from a TikToker to go to a roller coaster carnival. That's putting you in danger, buddy. That's putting your daughter and her friend in danger. Don't like it at all. Also, again, using your kids to get a hookup. No, thank you. You are definitely today's person behaving badly. You want to go and find a date? I'll tell you what you do. You get a real cute puppy. Now, that's okay to use a puppy as date bait. Your kids, not so much. Verdict rendered. That's today's person behaving badly. He's like the store brand of funny. CJ Morgan. On 101. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Welcome back, Matt Bearden, to Weird or Wired. Uh, every day, another fascinating, fun story about nanotech, which uh, has been really intriguing so far. We've discovered a cure for cancer, possibly, and uh, discovered a cure for spilling mustard or nacho cheese on your shirt at a stadium. What do you have for us today? Well, I realized yesterday, I mean, Monday I spent time talking about how we could use nanotechnology to keep mustard stains and, and, and coffee stains out of our T-shirts. And then yesterday I took the time to talk about how nanotechnology can help us in the fight. Uh, to battle cancer. And I realized that one of those was a lot more important than the other. And that, of course, is keeping our T-shirts clean. And that's why I thought I would return to dumb stuff that you and I are going to like. And that is ultra-high-definition TVs. Mega, super, blowing-your-eyes-out TVs. LG. By the way, this is exciting because I just got a... I finally upgraded my HDMI cord to my TV in the living room. So now this weekend I was watching disappointing football, but for the first time in true 4K. I'm really, really proud of you. It's pretty, right? Yeah, it's gorgeous. It is. Uh, LG is one of the world's leading television manufacturers. They are developing something that they call nanocell technology, and it's their proprietary technology. Uh, Right now you're only going to find it on LG, but it won't take long before everybody else cracks the code and starts putting it on their uh, TV. So they don't know exactly what's happening beneath the surface, right? But they know a little bit about how it works because, well, LG's given out some of their product descriptions. And um, basically, it takes advantage of a layer of nanoparticles that are distributed between the screen and the light source. So one of the problems that, like, LED TVs have is how they light the cells themselves. If they light just around the edge, those are the cheaper TVs, right? Yeah. The problem is is that they get kind of that weird halo-y look on sure. them sometimes. Then they have where they can directly light them, and then they have something where they can control the different areas. But 
basically, the better picture you want, the more expensive it gets because those technologies are hard to operate. But, ha-ha, nanocell TVs take advantage of that nanoparticles I was talking about, and they filter out certain wavelengths of light from RGB spectrum, which is the three colors that we kind of see that make up all the colors that we can do. The intention, basically, blocks out the dull colors. Only the sharpest colors get to come through, and that is why when you're watching Love Island... Ooh, you boy. can see the sweat on that boy's forehead when oh. he knows he's lying. That's weird. I was not looking at the boys. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, just say those tatas really pop, uh, and it's because <laughs> yeah. of it's because of the nano technology that's going on. I know that yesterday we talked about cancer, and I understand that that was important. But I also realize that for a lot of our listeners, <sighs> science hurts the head, but TVs are awesome. Oh yeah, TVs are forever. And it'll hurt your head less because you don't have to get as close to it to see them tatas. <laughs> exactly, my friend. So here's to ultra high definition television brought to you by nanotechnology. 40 things you should do by the time you're 40. Uh, it's Clickbait Corner. Emily's back with me. Emily, I am 40. And uh, a new poll found a ton of things that uh, you should do or should have happen to you uh, Mm -hmm. by the time you're 40. This will be fun because my other 40-year-old stepdad also told me 40 things that I should do before I'm 40. So I want to see what your opinion is So the comparison of the Morning X to the C.J. Morgan show. My two 40-year-old dads. I got to apologize. There is going to be some crossover between these two programs occasionally. But hey, uh, different perspective, different view. Jason and I, different dudes. 40 things you should do by the time you're 40. Uh, Fall in love is a good answer. Yes, uh, I've done that. Um, Mm -hmm. Have a one-night stand, many time, got broken, uh, have a kid, no. Uh, you don't Jason think I should also. have a kid by 40? Uh, mm, I'm saying have I? No. <laughs> Are you talking about like, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. The clock is ticking. Here's the deal. Either have a kid really young or really late. That way you got more of your life without <laughs> That's him. That's true. Uh, get married. I don't think I agree with that. Jason Dick, yes, married and divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, I think marriage is becoming, and I see this more with people your age, uh, people are age, it's, it's no longer a priority. I don't really care about it anymore. Yeah, I care about having a kid more, buying a house more, but getting married, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just because my fiance doesn't wear uh, her ring. Oh my goodness. As far as career stuff on Clickbait Corner, some of the 40 things you should do by the time you're 40. Earn a degree. We both did that. Yeah. Um, reach management level. I kind of did. I kind of did. Uh, get fired from Joe's Crab Shack. And I haven't rehired. been fired yet. Start a business. I tried. That didn't okay. work. Failed at that. Uh, land your dream job. Hey, is this our dream job? You know, Kinda. it's my dream currently. We don't have to do anything else. We just talk. I mean, yeah. Go to concerts. Yeah, it's a cool job for sure. Uh, save for retirement. That's a big one um, that I think uh, you, Emily, that's a mistake I didn't make. I didn't start a savings account until 2016, and yeah. I constantly have to take money out. Yeah, uh, st- I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying so hard. It's just really tough. Um, jealous of you on this. Uh, a big category involves traveling. Um, I've never been overseas. Hawaii, Hawaii is the really? furthest I've traveled. I didn't know that about you. You I know, seem you, like somebody that would have gone to Europe by now. Would have loved to, want to. Just one, never had the money. Two, mm-hmm. I didn't get a passport until last year. Wow. That's, and that was just because I was going to go to a friend's wedding. Um, yeah, but you, you after school, you went to Europe. And I know- Before school even ended, I went you're to not, Europe, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You did a whole European thing. And I know we've talked about it. You're not- Rich, your parents aren't rich. No, you don't I come paid from for money. It. Like you saved up and you did a whole trip. Yeah, that and that's, was my all of amazing. my savings. I, I saved up and I went thirty five days and went to nine countries and fourteen cities in Europe. And I now here I am, twenty four, and I'm already regretting not being able to travel more because I'm looking. I was legitimately looking about going to Japan, and I looked at that oh, and I was so like, you. I cannot afford this. But it was like no way. But I'm glad. But it made me happy that I did it when I did. Because okay. I had the money back then because I didn't have any responsibilities. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like earlier today, we talked about me going to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. It was number three on my list. I think one's Germany, two's Iceland, three's New Zealand. Sure. I have family in Germany. Obviously, I want to go there. My grandma's born there. My dad was born there. But now I'm thinking that's an easier trip to manage when you're older. I think New Zealand's what I got to do first. 
because it's it's a much longer of a flight. It's yeah. going to cost more money. I yeah. think that's the trip I got to take right away. And that's why I was thinking about Japan too. Is Japan is fun and it, young, and it's it's like you go to bigger, bars, it's, it's nightlife, yeah. things like that. So yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, have an apartment within the city. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, buy a house. Have a mortgage. Good luck in Austin doing that. Yeah, good um, luck doing either one of those. We both own a pet. We've Correct. both been hungover. Correct. Uh, win money on a lotto ticket. I've won $10 a few months ago, and it's been sitting on that ticket for a while now. You so. qualified for this list. Thank um, you. Skinny dipping. I've, I've done, done that. that. Yep. Uh, you ever been in a fist fight? No, I don't. I, like, I have. I, I've accidentally punched somebody, but they didn't punch back. We'll is, that a, is that a fist fight? Kind of, sort of. There you go. Clickbait corner. Uh, 40 things you should do before you're 40. Tay-Tay's getting sued, and it looks like she's going to court Taylor Swift has had a copyright infringement lawsuit hanging over her head since 2014 for the hit Shake It Off. Saying Shake It Off just makes me know it's going to be stuck in my head all day long. Uh, The judge denied, once again, Taylor Swift's request to strike the copyright infringement. Uh, The suit involves two songwriters saying that Shake It Off stole lyrics from them. They wrote a song called Play Is Gonna Play for the group 3LW. The specific lyrics... Play is going to play. Haters going to hate. Here's a sample of each. What do you think? The words, the lyrics, yes, obviously very much. Play is going to play. Haters going to hate. Uh, clearly uh, the exact same thing. Is Taylor at fault? I don't know. Let's listen to her song and judge together. Okay, sure. Yeah, shake it off. Play is going to play. Haters going to hate. But here's the weird thing about this. Yes, it is the same lyrics, but did she steal them? Like that's that's where I feel like you have to prove that she somehow heard that song by 3LW and is like, oh, I like the way that sounds. So to me, I don't know how you prove that. Also, play is gonna play, hate is gonna hate. That's that's a slang term. That's enough people say and know that. So why it's in the lexicon of American vocabulary? Kind of speaking out my ass now. I'm sure a lawyer can de- debate this better, but uh, I, I don't know. It's hard because also, uh, yes, that 3LW song, that's probably the crux of that hook. But Taylor Swift's song, on the other hand, the shake it up, shake it up, that's the important part of that song. That's the the main hook that gets stuck in your head and damn it, it's already stuck in my head. And, and what level of suit is there? If she plagiarized an entire song, yeah, that's your responsibility. You got to pay a lot of money. But if it's just like, a couple of words, then where, what's is there a different value you put at that? How does this work? Uh, I don't know. Taylor Swift, though, going to court, so it's obviously going to be a thing. Would love to know your opinion or not. I don't I don't really care, man. I just think it's uh, very interesting that uh, something as colloquial as players going to play or haters going to hate is is uh, making it to court over over some words. But I get, you know, creative property. It's yours. You want to protect it. Now, don't mind me. I'm just going to have to go home and sleep all night with that damn Taylor Swift song stuck in my head.